0: Go ahead and get started. Uh, for those of you that are here live, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, to share with me today. I'm going to be asking you a few questions, so I'll you'll see me looking down so that I can kind of monitor the chat box. Okay, so that's the reason that I'm looking. Uh, if you have questions and if you're able to access it, I want to encourage you to go ahead and leave your questions in the question and answer box. Now, I probably won't be able to get to them until later, right, until the end, but do leave your questions there. Um, I'd prefer that you put them there than in the chat box, okay? So let's go ahead and get started. Today, we're gonna be talking about how to power up your presentations, how to power up your presentations. But we're gonna focus primarily on meetings and meeting updates, okay? Meetings and meeting updates. So we'll do more than likely another webinar where we focus a little more on just general presentations. But this one is going to be on those kinds of presentations that you might do in a meeting. Why? Why are we focusing on this today? Because many, if not most of my clients work in the IT industry obviously not all right but most of my coaching clients are project managers or it professionals Uh, and even if they're not but if they participate in meetings generally they have to do status updates they have to uh, provide information to the people in the meeting on what they're doing and so forth and so on so they often have challenges in Uh, contributing, participating, giving their status updates smoothly and clearly and so forth and so on. So we're doing a webinar to target that particular kind of meeting, that particular kind of presentation. So there's other presentations that you can do where you're presenting information about something, about anything. It doesn't have to be about a project you're working on or your status, but it could be on a topic it could be a sales presentation, right? So we'll do another webinar, although you will be able to take a lot of the information that I share in this webinar and apply it to general or generic presentations as well. But I just wanted to be clear that the focus of today is on those meetings where you're gonna be providing a status, right? A status update. And so if you're here and you lead those kinds of meetings or you participate in them, this should be very, very fruitful and valuable for you, okay? So how to power up your presentations, uh, particularly we're focusing on status updates. So now, the thing that you're going to want to do is you're going to want to approach these meetings, these status updates with a particular mindset. So some of the challenges that people have shared with me that they have is once they know that they have a status update some of you have status updates or meetings let's just say uh, every week once a week sometimes every other day sometimes every day sometimes once a month twice a month right but you may have them often and you often have to just share what you've been doing and how things are going and so forth and so on okay and what happens is and there are a few things that can happen, right? Is if you have to introduce yourself, that can become a challenge, right? And so we did a webinar a week or two ago on introducing yourself. So if you haven't seen that one, you want to go ahead and check it out. I believe I did post that on YouTube. Um, but if you registered, then you should have an email with a link to that webinar how to introduce yourself, how to say your name. So you'll have to introduce yourself generally, but sometimes you don't because it's a meeting with people that you meet with all the time, so you don't have to introduce yourself. But often what happens is you're in these meetings and you see how your peers give their status updates. You see how they're speaking. So you start comparing yourself. Wow, man, if I could just speak like them. I mean, speaking is easy for them. They speak really fast and they're just... They're able to say whatever they want to say, when they want to say it, the way that they want to say it. And I'm struggling. And so what I end up doing is I end up just getting right to the point. I end up rushing through this and I don't sound as articulate and as intelligent as I like. I'm often very nervous and anxious. And there's words that I know I have to say as a part of my status update, as a part of my presentation. And I get anxious and nervous about those words because I kind of get stuck on them all the time. So I have to figure out ways to say them, uh, ways to avoid them. I'm thinking and worrying and hoping that I don't get stuck when I'm doing these updates, Okay. So some of you will actually avoid doing these meetings any way that you can. Um, So these are some of the things, these are some of the challenges that I'm sure some of you have when you have to do these status updates or these meetings, all right? Now, how can we address this? How can we address this? So this is going to be one of those webinars, and many of my webinars are like this, but this one in particular, this one and the last one actually, where you're really going to want to take notes, right? You can take notes on your phone, your iPad, pencil, paper, whatever. You're going to want to take notes. You're also going to want to watch this webinar and or listen to it, okay? So if you've registered and I have your email, I'll more than likely be sending you a little later, and audios, so you're gonna want to listen to this multiple times. There's a lot of content in here, a lot of content that's very, very important for you, and that's very effective. It's very effective. So what you're gonna to want to do is you're going to want to understand that you're going through several phases as you're preparing for your meetings, right? And the first phase that you're gonna go through everyone goes through this phase is anticipation, anticipation, anticipation. So you anticipate. And some of you have heard me talk about this before, but uh, I want you to follow me here because we, we're adding some additional information. This is, This is specifically structured for meeting updates. So this isn't exactly the same as what you may have heard before. Some of it will be, but some of it will be new. So anticipation, this is where you know the meeting's coming and you're thinking about it. You're thinking about it, okay? So it's a very normal phase. Everyone goes through it, you know the meeting's coming, so you're anticipating it. And just as I mentioned earlier, what often happens is when people anticipate their meetings, they're anticipating them with fear. They're anticipating that they're going to get stuck or they might get stuck or they're hoping that they don't get stuck, okay? What I want to challenge you to do now, listen, watch this. What I want to challenge you to do is to not anticipate that, but instead to anticipate Vic, V-I-C, V-I-C. Now, who the heck is Vic? Who is Vic? So what I want to do, uh, what I want to do is I want to, ask you for those of you that have access to your chat i want to ask you what you think each of these letters stand for all right what do you just take wild guesses obviously is going to be related to and relevant to making presentations right meeting updates presentations so so i want you to think about it in that context anticipation the first phase that we all that we all go through when we have an upcoming presentation or meeting you're thinking about it, you're anticipating it. The only question is how you anticipate. So it's not whether or not you will anticipate a meeting. Some of you have meetings coming up this week, some of you in a couple of weeks, some of you next one. But you're going to anticipate that meeting. Only question is how. Is it going to be helpful? Is it going to be hurtful, right? Constructive, destructive. So what you want to focus on, While you are in this phase of anticipating your upcoming meeting is Vic, V-I-C. What does the V stand for? What does the I stand for? What does the C stand for? Okay. Go ahead and type that into the chat box. I'm going to just give you a few seconds before I answer because I really would like to hear what some of you have to say. So if you see me looking down, it's because I want to see what some of you come up with. So go ahead and type into this Chat box, what you think? Okay, someone said voice, vitality, and interaction, concentration. Okay, what else? Interesting, interesting. What do you think the V stands for? The V, the I, the C. Let me see if we can get one or two more responses of those of you that are able to uh, to respond. All right, let me go ahead and give it to you. So the V stands for, and this is going to make sense to you, right? Stands for value, right? And we'll do the I and the C in just a moment. The V stands for value. So you want to be thinking about, this is not theoretical. This is not theoretical stuff. I don't, I don't like to do a lot of theoretical stuff when we're doing these webinars and trainings. This is stuff that actually works. I'm just going to take a side step here and just share with you now, just recently turned 50. And I've been speaking, uh, earning a living at speaking in one way or another since I was in my mid to late 20s. So almost 25 years now, believe it or not. I've been a professor many, many years. I've been a preacher. I have done retreats. I've done presentations. I did a little bit of live TV, radio, recorded thousands and thousands of audios and videos, right? Hundreds of workshops, webinars. So this is not theoretical. This stuff is very, very practical. And it's also based on my hundreds of hours of working with people, hearing and seeing what they're struggling with and applying solutions that I applied in my own life, but also looking at some of the very best information out in the world and Sharing that as well, and seeing what works and what doesn't work. So, uh, anything and everything I share with you is very practical. And the first thing that you want to do when you are anticipating your presentations is you want to focus on, focus on value. That is, what am I? What is it that I want to deliver that's valuable? What information? do I want and need to deliver that's going to be value? What value am I going to deliver in this presentation? So think about that, think about that. So if you are anticipating, you know that you have a presentation coming up and the only thing you're thinking about is, man, how can I make sure this presentation, everything that I say is valuable, is valuable, okay? So then how can I make sure that what I'm saying is valuable? Well, you have to think about a few things. You have to think about number one, Who's my audience? Who's going to be there? Is my supervisor going to be there? my peers going to be there? Right? More than likely, yes. Right? Supervisor, superiors, right? Superiors sometimes. And peers going to be there. So you're going to be thinking about who's going to be there, number one. Number two, what do they want or need to know? What do they want or need to know? Now, this is all going to make perfect sense to you in just a few moments so you have a meeting that's coming up you're in this anticipation phase you're now thinking about value right you're thinking about man how can I deliver the very best value in this meeting in order to do that I got to know who's coming who's going to be there and what they want or need to know number two is impact right impact impact Impact. So how can I deliver this information so that it has an impact? That means that you're not being boring. You're not being monotone. There's no excitement. You're delivering the information, whatever it is, even if it's just a status update, you're delivering it so that people remember it, so that they're nodding their head. Ah, ah yeah, that's, that's really good. That's interesting. Great update, right? Impact. And by impact, we primarily mean your delivery style, the style of speaking that you're using, style, okay? And then the C has to do with clarity, clarity. So for those of you that have seen a few of my other recent webinars, or if you're working with me in a coaching relationship, you've heard me talk about this, right? Those of you that are watching this webinar, clarity, clarity. So When we talk about clarity, we're talking about both style and structure. Now, what do I mean by style and structure? What I mean is, am I speaking in a way where people can understand what I'm saying? Am I articulating? Am I speaking too fast? Many of you I know sometimes struggle with speaking too fast. Sometimes you're speaking fast because of anxiety and you want to hurry up and get through with the presentation, the update, so you rush through it. Sometimes it's because it's just a habit, right? If you're from certain countries, even if you're from the US, but if you're from certain countries, maybe most of the people around you or in your culture that speak your language speak very fast, okay? So you wanna make sure that you're speaking in a way that's clear, has to do with style, right, clear. You're speaking slow enough, not too slow, slow enough, you're articulating clearly And then structure, have I structured the information in a way where people can follow, where it's logical, where it's precise, and where it's concise, okay? So value, impact, and clarity. So while you're anticipating, you want to make sure that you're thinking about Vic and that you're asking yourself these questions. How can I make sure that I'm delivering great value to this audience, right, in this meeting? How can I deliver great value? In order to deliver great value, I've got to make sure that what I'm saying is relevant, is relevant to my audience, that I'm answering their questions. My supervisor, my superiors want and need to know this. My colleagues, they need to know this. right? And so I want to make sure that what I'm saying is valuable information. It's not a waste of time. Two, I want to make sure that I'm saying it in a way that makes it memorable, where it makes an impression on them. Yeah, it's very good. That That was clear. I understood everything that you said awesome great thanks where it's, so it so has impact and it's clear right And it's clear they're saying oh wow okay yeah i could hear i can understand and the way you laid that out was very logical and it was very precise and it was concise some people have a problem with getting off track one person said that sometimes they give too much information so you want to make sure you're giving enough but not too much okay so vic you want to think you want to ask yourself how can i make sure i'm giving value how can i make sure that I'm having an impact and I'm making sure that they remember what I've said. So I say it in a way where I'm modulating my voice, my, my speaking style, which we teach in the Pro90D speech system, right? And then how do I make sure that it's clear? Now, here's the magic. Now watch this. Listen, you want to make sure that you're asking yourself these three, these three questions. Why? Because when you ask yourself, when you put these questions to yourself, your brain goes to work on finding an answer and making sure that you implement, right? That you execute on the answer that you found. So your brain is looking for ways to make sure that you're delivering value, that you're speaking with impact, that you're speaking clearly, that you've structured whatever you're doing clearly. It's looking for the answers, it's looking for ways to make that happen. So if you're thinking only about this while you're thinking about your meeting, then what are you not thinking about? You can't think about two things at the same exact time, the same exact moment. You Bounce back and forth, but you can't think. So I want you to follow this. This is very, very important. And this this goes to and addresses this issue of anxiety and anticipation that is anticipatory anxiety, where you anticipate that you're going to get stuck and you anticipate all this other stuff. If you keep shifting your attention back to Vic, then what will you not be thinking about? You will not be thinking about all the other stuff. Why? Because your mind is called the law of substitution. Your thoughts will be substituted with Vic, right? And if you're thinking about this, you can't be thinking about that. And you're going to be more likely to deliver a presentation or an update. That's what valuable that has impact that's clear right you're you're going to be more likely to do that than if you think about because if you think about the other stuff it's guaranteed that your presentation is just not going to be as good now i'm not going to say that you're going to mess up that you're going to get stuck right can't say that we can say you're more likely to get stuck you're more likely to avoid words and go fast and feel anxious if that's what you're thinking about but if you're thinking about this and you're preparing you're working towards this you're more likely to get this. And I can tell you from experience that if you focus on this every time you have to do a presentation, you will absolutely begin to present and deliver content that has more value, that has greater impact, that is clearer, okay? You will absolutely begin to do that. Maybe not the first time, maybe not the second time, but you're going to move in that direction. All right, so then the second phase, so the first phase was anticipation. The second phase has to do with actually preparing for and practicing and so forth. So the second one has to do with preparing. I'm just going to put prep. So you prep, let's just say mentally, right, mentally, or you prep in your mind or your head. You prep in your head. You prep in your head. Now in just a few moments I'm going to be giving you a framework or a structure that you can use to actually structure your updates just a few moments from now minutes so the first the second thing you want to do you go through this first phase of what anticipation you think about Vic then you prepare your presentation your update mentally first there's a reason that you want to do this you prepare it in your mind first and As you prepare this in your mind, I'm going to give you a structure that you can use to do this. And and the reason that you want to prepare it mentally first is because if you design or create the presentation in your head first, what you're doing is, now watch this, is you are internalizing the content. You're internalizing the content. So as you go over the information that you want to talk about, multiple times leading up to your meeting, you're internalizing it. You're not memorizing it, you're internalizing which means you're giving yourself more freedom and flexibility in how you say it. But it'll be very concise, it'll be very precise, it'll be exactly what you want to say, but you also have freedom and flexibility because the core, the foundation, the value of the content will be there. The words you use, aren't as important. There are some specific words that you need to use, right, for whatever you do, maybe some technical terminology, but how you say those words and when and where you say those words, you do have some flexibility. Trust me, I've worked with people that have given highly, highly technical presentations, sometimes just numbers and so forth. And trust me, you always have some flexibility. There's always some, even if you're reading something, there's still some flexibility there. So you want to prepare it mentally in your mind. That is, go over what it is that you need to pre- that you need to prepare, that you need to talk about, that you need to present. You go over it in your mind over and over. I'm going give you structure for that because when you go over it, over and over, you're internalizing it. You're creating a mental framework for what you have to talk about, right? And it gives you more confidence because you're more familiar with the material when you go over it in your head. When you put it down on paper first, then you put a whole bunch of stuff and now you got to memorize it. If you do it in your head, you're going to simplify it so that you can deliver it verbally, right? You're going to simplify it because you can only hold so much information in your head. So you're going to create the presentation, you're going to prepare it mentally. Now, here's the structure that you want to use as you're preparing it. Um, Before I give you that structure, though, let me just just give you the second part, or this, this third part here, which is to prepare on paper. So first you prepare mentally, then you prepare on paper. Now, when you do this, I'm going to give you the structure that you can use, structure that you can use to, it's a structure or a framework. Some of you will do meetings where you have to introduce yourself. So the first part of this framework or structure might be introductions. For those of you that don't have to introduce yourself, because everyone knows you, then you can skip that part. But if you do have to introduce yourself, then that's going to be number one. Who are you? So remember, you're looking at your update, at your presentation, from the perspective of your, what your audience you're looking at it from the perspective of your audience so your audience is sitting there and they're like who are you right so again if they know you you have to introduce stuff they don't know you then you do if you struggle with that remember go back and watch the other webinar the video that we did a couple of weeks ago so who are you you introduce yourself uh, you might have to tell them what you're responsible for what your job responsibility i'm michael williams and i'm in charge of or i'm over or i do this The second thing you're going to want to do is what are you working on? Status, right? What are you working on? What is it that you're working on? So, okay, I know who you are. What are you working on? What's the project or what is it that you're doing? So it's who you are, what you're you're working on. And then third is what's the status? What's the status? Okay. So then what we have here is we have a possible who, right? Who are you? Then we have a what you're working on. And then we have a status, a status. So what's the status of what you're working on? And if you, if you summarize this, if you, if you were to boil it all down, there's basically two statuses, right? One would be you are progressing, right? You're delivering what you need to deliver, you're doing what you need, things are working well, right? So if you say, well, we're progressing, we are doing this, we're working on that, we're having success over here, we're delivering this, this is working, this is on time, this is on budget, uh, we're doing this training, whatever it is that you do, it doesn't matter, but you're progressing. And then the second status would be, we're stuck. And you can use whatever terminology you want to use, but we're stuck, that there are some challenges that we're, having. we're not able to do this. We were not able to do this. We have bugs that haven't been fixed. Or, or it might just be that we had bugs. We were stuck. But this is what we did. right? So you're delivering a status update. This is Here are the challenges, the obstacles, the roadblocks, whatever you want to call them, that we had. And we were able to fix them or we weren't able to fix them. So we're kind of stuck. Now, more than likely, you're not going to be just progressing with no issues, or you're not just going to be stuck, although there are some cases where you're probably going to have both of these statuses. You're probably going to be progressing in some areas, in some aspects and stuck in others. So then if you're progressing, people are going to want to know, what does that mean? What does that look like? Well, we're progressing because we're doing this right. So I explained that. If you're stuck, they're going to want to know what, why, like where are you stuck and which areas are you stuck? and why and they're going to want to know what did you do about it or what are you going to do about it? what are the next steps so we're stuck or we're having issues with this we're having challenges in this er- in this area and here are the reasons why and here's what we plan to do about it now if there are several areas in which you're stuck you want to enumerate those areas right remember this word enumeration because we'll talk about it in future sessions but enumerate we are stuck in these three areas in these two areas uh, for these reasons and maybe there are multiple reasons maybe there's one maybe there's multiple reasons we're stuck for these reasons first second third and here's what we plan to do about it here's what i did about it here's what i recommend that we do language that you can use Uh, first or number one i recommend that we do this number two i recommend that we do this right here's the strategy here's the plan here's what i recommend that we do you enumerate what what it is that that you're communicating okay now why do you want to enumerate the whys and the whats of the status when you enumerate things it makes it more precise it makes it clearer clearer for who both for you and for the audience okay so enumerate whenever you can why are we stuck here two reasons three reasons five reasons uh where are we stuck we're stuck in these three areas we're stuck in these two what do we plan to do about it well here are four actions i took here are four steps right so you want to enumerate because when you enumerate it allows you to remember what it is that you're talking about. The other thing that you want to do is you want to design your entire presentation around questions and answers, questions and answers. It helps you remember your presentation. So who's my audience? What are the questions they're going to have for me? What do they need to know? What do they want and need to know? Well, they want to know what I'm working on. They want to know what the status is, where I'm at, uh, what challenges I have. So you simply answer those questions. Well, this is what I'm working on. Um, here's how we're progressing. Here are the challenges that I've had. Here are the challenges I currently have. Here's what we plan to do about them. Here are my recommendations. Then, you want to articulate. You want to articulate sup- the support that you need to move forward, right? So. Once you've said, here's where we are, if there's something you need support for, if you need someone else to assist you or you need input from someone else on your team or you need some support from your superiors, you want to articulate that. And here's what I need to be able to move forward. Here's what I recommend. Here's what we need to do next, right? You articulate that. So having this structure that you think through first mentally and then you put it on paper, first think mentally, then put it on paper, is very, very important because as you think through these questions, it may seem like a lot, but really it's not. You know what you're doing, right? You know what your work is. You know what the challenges are. You just think through it and you keep going through it until you start getting the same answers, the same questions and the same answers. You keep going through it. Then you jot it down on paper. Then you jot it down on paper. Because then it's going to be more precise and more concise when you jot it down on paper. All right. What's the next thing that you want to do after you put it on paper? All right. Let's look at number four. Number four, once you put it on paper, is you want to practice mentally. All right. So now you already know what it is that you're going to talk about. Again, you can apply this structure, except for that other little part for status update. You can apply this whole structure to virtually any presentation. Again, we'll get into that in other webinars, but all of this is discussed in the Pro90D speech system in our mobile self-study. If you visit our website, if you haven't done this already, you want to enroll in our mobile self-study, the ultimate version, because it includes our whole proactive presentation system. So if you have to do presentations and meetings, all of this is in there. I do complete sessions on all of these steps. It's already in there. Okay. So the next thing you do, the next phase, if you will, is you practice mentally. You know what you want to say. Now you mentally rehearse it. You create a mental movie. One of my recent clients who lives in Kuwait told me that what he does sometimes is he actually sits and he, creates a mental movie of his presentation. I have a whole session on creating mental movies, right? Essentially, we're talking about visualizing. So you sit and you just go through the meeting. You see yourself going in, smiling, nodding, shaking hands, not rushing in late, if it's possible. You don't want to be late because then you're going to be more anxious, you're going to be unsettled. You want to try to get there early so that you can settle down and you see yourself. You see him going around the table you see then you see yourself smiling giving your name if you need to talking about what you need to talk about going through each of the sections you see you look visually like mentally you're seeing people's faces smile or nod right you're seeing them nod, even if they don't nod, even if everybody's looking at their phones or doing something else but you want to visualize people nodding okay And, and you're feeling confident you're feeling good you feel like you're Speaking smoothly, you're delivering a very crisp and clear update. You feel confident, right? So you visualize this. You practice this mentally. You go over and over. Why? When you visualize yourself that as you practice mentally, once again, you're familiarizing yourself with the material. You are internalizing the material you will feel more confident. It is as if you've already delivered this information multiple times. As many times as you visualize it, the brain sees that. The brain actually activates those areas of your brain that will be activated when you actually deliver the presentation in real life. So by visualizing it, you're activating those same areas. It's as if you're actually giving the presentation 10 times, 50 times, 20 times, however many times You mentally practice. It's almost as if you're delivering it in real life. So you feel the energy of the room. You feel excited. You practice it mentally. All right. So you visualize it. The next thing that you want to do is you want to practice what? Practice physically. Practice physically. So that is you want to verbalize. You verbalize. Here you visualize down here you verbalize now trust me this really does work in fact whenever i do a webinar whenever i do a retreat whenever i do any kind of presentation whenever i've done it i've followed all of these steps and probably other people who do extremely well i'm not just talking about people that just make it through just do okay jobs people that really care about their ability to communicate clearly, they have done this in in the past, right? Sometimes I can do a presentation just by uh, mentally preparing. I don't have to do physical practice. But today, for example, I mentally practiced and I physically practice. I did exactly what I'm telling you for this webinar, for the last webinar, for other webinars, okay? practice physically. So that is, if you have a PowerPoint slide, you want to make sure, let me just say a little bit about PowerPoint slides. You want to make sure that the focus is on you, not on the slides, right? If you're hiding behind your slides, then what's going to happen is you're not going to feel as confident. And ultimately, you're not going to do as well because you got to read off the slides. Your delivery is not going to have the same impact as it has when you're engaging the audience and you're using, if you have to use slides, use them to support you, your message. You're not supporting the slides. They're supporting you. If you just prepare slides and then you run through your slides, yes, that's a form of preparation because you had to think through the content that goes on the slides, but you probably haven't internalized the information. What if the slides don't work? This happens all the time, right? What if the, electric goes up. What if your computer doesn't work? What if the, uh, your computer doesn't connect with the projector or something gets deleted, right? And you can't do your presentation. So you want to make sure you internalize it. You're the focus, not the slides. The slides are there to support you, okay? And this forces you to internalize the information so that you feel more confident, you have more flexibility in how you deliver the information, yet the information will still be clear concise, precise, okay? All right, you practice physically, verbalize. So you walk around, you practice it, you speak it aloud. When you're speaking it aloud, you're physically practicing, or if you have to sit and deliver the presentation, then you sit and do it if you have to, right? But you physically practice it so that your body gets involved, your body gets involved, you can actually hear the words that's coming out of your mouth back into your ears, okay? The other thing I want to say about delivering your presentation, well, I'll say that when we get to actually presenting the information. Um, There was something I was going to say, but I'll say it a little later. So you practice it. Now, the last thing that you want to do, in fact, we're going to talk about that right now, is you want to present, right? You want to present the information, present your presentation. So this is when you go live, present your presentation. So here's what I was going to say. If you have an opportunity to actually stand up and give the presentation, then do so. Just say, would you guys mind if I stood up? Some people are going to say, no, maybe you can't stand up. Maybe no one else stands up. And maybe you don't need to stand up. But some people actually feel more confident and they speak better when they stand up, when they stand up. So I used to do this. Everyone else would be sitting down and I would say, would you guys mind if I stood up? I just slid my chair up and I stood up and gave my update, okay? And sometimes other people would do it after that because people didn't know that they could do it. So don't be afraid to stand up if that helps you present better. Uh, ask the person leading the meeting, would you mind if I stood up to do, well, I just feel a little more comfortable. And they I say, well, that'll be a little weird, right? So if it's too weird for you to do it, by all means don't but if it's okay for you to do it even if it's odd that you're doing it no one else but it's not really weird it's just like okay he's doing that but if it's really really weird then don't do it so ask if you can stand up Uh, when you're doing your presentation then all you do is you have your notes or your slides whatever and you simply focus on vic focus on vic and you focus on delivering what you've been practicing and what you've been rehearsing. You don't think about avoiding words and I hope this doesn't have hope, right? All that stuff that we said that people think about in the, or, oh, wow, he just did a great job. I'm not going to be able to speak like that. Forget about him. It doesn't matter. You just think about how can I give great value? How can I give great impact? And how can I speak in such a way that this is clear, right? And if you've practiced it, you're going to feel more confident. Now, problem is many people don't spend enough time going through this process. And believe me, this doesn't take that long. You got to prepare for your meeting anyway. It's just a different way of preparing. You can prepare for your meetings on your way to work, on your way back home, while you're walking, while you're doing something else. You can be going through it in your mind. You don't have to sit down and do a whole lot of stuff. You can literally create, design your presentation in your head and keep going over it, then jot it down on paper so you don't forget anything, and you're, so you're constantly preparing for it. Does that make sense? Now, when you actually are making a presentation, that is, so, so we're not talking about a status update, but other kinds of presentations, there are some there are several things that you want to do that we're not going to address in this webinar that are addressed in the pro 90 speech system. So I want to encourage you to take a look at the Pro980 speech system, either the basic version or the ultimate version, the presentation module is only contained in the ultimate version, right? So if you're just working on style, that is how you speak, then that's in the basic. If you need to be able to present well, then that's going to be in the ultimate version. So I have a question for you. Number one, what was the first phase that everyone goes through that you need to go through first phase is anticipation, right? You're anticipating the meeting and you want to focus on Vic, right? And this is not just something you do once. You have to keep doing it. So what happens is your mind may continue to take you down this train of thinking. You may continuously think about and worry about. And what you've got to do is you've got to create a new groove. You've got to create a new neural network new neural pathways that is the way that you're thinking new patterns of thinking which is going to be hard your brain's going to resist that so things that i share with you you don't just do them once or twice or five times and say oh it didn't work i just kept thinking about this of course you did but what you have to do is keep gently bringing yourself back to this keep bringing yourself back keep getting out there preparing for your meetings this way giving more updates doing more meetings Because you're literally rewiring, retraining your brain, right? So you have to just keep at it. And sooner than later, right, sooner than later, you'll gently feel yourself not think or not anticipate failure, not anticipate. Gently that starts, slowly that starts to change and shift where you're now thinking more and more about this, more and more about your audience and less about messing up and avoiding and so forth. Okay, so first phase is anticipation. What's the second thing? Second phase is you prepare mentally. You actually create your presentation in your head. So you ask who's going to be there. What do they want and need to know? Okay, what are the questions that they're going to have? Let me answer these questions. Let me provide the information that they need to know, right? So then, then we talked about preparing on paper, right? So then you jot down all the things that you talked about. We talked about a specific structure, a framework for presenting. You don't have to use this. Uh, You can integrate this into what you already do. But who am I? If you need to introduce yourself, what am I working on? What's the current status of what I'm working on? And what support do I need to move forward? So you want to anticipate the questions people might have. Well, we had a problem with this. Why? What's the status of it now? What did you do about it? We're going to make sure that this doesn't happen again, right? So you anticipate that. So when they ask you those questions, you're not thinking like um, uh, becoming more anxious because you don't know the answer. You might not know the answer to everything. Just say, hey, uh, it's a great question. Let me think about that. Let me get back to you. But if you've anticipated that they're going to ask you why and what, you say, oh, sure. Well, the reason why is this and here's that, right? So you want to make sure that here you're also enumerating, you're enumerating, well, we are struggling or we're having some issues in these three areas and here are the reasons why and here's what we've done about them or here's what we're going to do about them and here's the support that I need okay what's next well next is practice mentally right we just talked about this you go over it mentally you visualize it and you can do this while you're driving while you're doing something else you practice it physically you get out there and you actually practice it like I did this morning I Physically practice, I walked around and practiced what I was going to say in little chunks. And then you present it. You actually get out there and you present it. And you want to think about presenting it as a part of your practice too. Every time you present it, you're getting feedback. Okay, this part went well, this part didn't go so well. Why didn't it go well? Well, I was rushing. I, was, I, was, I allowed myself to get distracted and to think about, okay, well, here comes this word. And think, no, instead I want to think about how can i give value how can i impact how can i give clarity so now someone's saying well what if there's words that actually get stuck on well that's where you have to tactically some kind of a gnat or something i'm not going crazy that's where you have to tactically work on your speech right you have to work on your speech it's not going to come naturally if there are, if if you're struggling with speaking smoothly then you have to actually work on that. And in order to do that, you need to have a daily routine because you are changing the structure of your brain and you're changing the way you think. So you're changing your style of speaking. You're actually creating a new style of speaking. You are changing your pattern of thinking, right? So instead of anticipating that you're going to work, you're changing that to focusing on the value, the conversation, the other person you're not thinking about speech or getting stuck or not getting stuck or avoiding. So you have, to, you have to work on your style and your pattern of thinking. And in order to do that, you need what? You need a daily routine, right? Where can you find this daily routine in the Pro90D speech system? Right? You need a daily routine. The other thing that you need to do is you need to be courageous and bold. That means you actually have to get out and practice this stuff. You actually have to get out and practice. And one of the key components of the Pro90 speech system is modeling. That is, you have someone who speaks well, you study them, and then you integrate the way they speak into the way that you speak. This is the fastest and really the easiest way to totally transform your speech. Okay, it's called observational learning, right? It's a part of observational learning, modeling. You did it. When you learned your first language, you did it in many other areas of your life. This is a natural way of learning. It's challenging at first, but it makes it easier. Within two or three months, you can be modeling um, and starting to make it automatic. But it is very challenging at first, but you can do it, okay? So uh, I wanna challenge you, I wanna ask you another question and then we'll wrap up and I'll take some questions. The question is, if you've been watching my videos for more than three months, the question is, are you still struggling with your speech? And if you are, then I want you to ask yourself a few other questions. Number one, am I just watching Michael's videos on YouTube? That is, you're piecemealing stuff together. I watch this video. I watch that video. Or do you have a structured system in place that you're following to change your brain, to change the way you speak and change your attitude? Are you just piecemealing stuff together, or do you have a system? Because in two to three months, or in four or five or six months, whatever it takes, doesn't matter, right? Whatever it takes, if you're following the system, you're going to see consistent results. So if you haven't enrolled in the Pro90 Speed System, you want to go ahead and do that. And I have an incentive for you. I'll be sending you out an email with a very special 17% discount. So if you're watching this video later, the discount's probably going to be gone if it's next week or whatever. But this is just for people who watch this video within a certain 24-hour period. You're going to get a special discount of 17% for the Pro90D speed system, mobile speed system. And I'll even honor that as well if you decide that you want to do coaching with me, okay? So you want to make sure that If you've been watching the videos and you haven't made any improvement, it's because maybe you don't have a structured system that you've been following. If you're enrolled in the course and you've seen some results and then all of a sudden you regress and you see results, then what that means more than likely is that you haven't been consistent enough long enough, right? People will do something for a few weeks and then they'll stop and they'll do it for a few weeks and they'll stop. It's not how our brains work. If you're trying to learn a language, you're not gonna be able to learn that language unless you're consistent, you're consistently learning it and you're getting out there and using it in real life. That is applying it. So that means you can't avoid speaking to you can't avoid getting up giving updates. You can't avoid attending meetings. You can't avoid giving presentations because you're avoiding the very thing that you need to create those successful experiences. You're going to have setbacks and failures. It's a part of the process. This absolutely will not work unless you're bold and courageous and confident enough to get out there and use what you're learning. I'm not talking about just getting out there and failing, 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 creating more failure experiences. I'm talking about using the system, a system that works. It's proven to work, not just by me, but you use it consistently and then you get out there and you actually put it into practice in real life. Okay, so. What if you're enrolled and you've been consistent, but you reach a plateau? You reach a plateau. You may want to look at coaching. Why? Because it gives you accountability. It gives you evaluation and feedback. So from my hundreds and hundreds of hours, probably thousands of hours of working with people, I'm going to be able to pinpoint exactly what you need to do. Your job is going to be to do it. Right. You have to accept 100% responsibility for using the tools that I give you. I can give you the best tools, but if you don't actually get out and use them for real, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. I okay? want to be totally honest and upfront with you. So you need to look at your life and say, time is passing anyway. One, two, three months ago, I was watching Michael's videos. I'm still in the same place, struggling with my speech. Why? Is it because the videos are full of crap? No. Right? You can get this information in other places as well. This is not full but have I been consistent? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, Do I need more accountability? Do I need to put into practice? Have I been avoiding? Ask yourself all those questions, not to beat yourself up, just to say, you know what? There's something I can do to improve my presentations, to improve my conversations, to improve how I give updates. I watch people transform their lives in these ways every week. Thank you so much. I'm gonna just look over here and try to answer some questions for you, uh, please check your email momentarily. Check your email because I'm going to be sending you uh, a link so you can watch the webinar. Eventually, I'll send you an audio, and I'm going to be sending you a discount coupon that's only good for the next 24 hours, 17% off of the Pro90D mobile uh, self-study, okay? Both the basic and the ultimate, 17% off of coaching if you decide to do it. Next 24 hours only, okay? So check your email. And I also want to ask you, I'm going to be sending you a little, a link to an evaluation or survey, and I'd like for you to complete that. It's very, very important, and it'll take you literally minutes, okay? I'll be sending that out to you shortly. So let me see if I can answer some questions for you. Uh, let's get in here and see if we got some questions, and then we'll wrap up. All right. Phil need more help when I have to think of a response on the spot. Great question. Collecting my thoughts and framing a response while trying to speak slowly is really hard for me. Do you have any tips? Great. So thinking on the spot, thinking on your feet. All right. The framework that we talked about, right, this was a framework for delivering status updates. There's another framework that we use that's in the pro 90 D speech system. And it has to do with uh, numbers, categories, and numbers. People use this all the time. You'll hear them and questions and answers. And if you take your time, this is what I find. This is what other people find that when you speak slower, and I've literally watched people do it, or I'm watching them do it. And they've told me when they're speaking slower, it gives your mind more time to go out and find the answer. You're taking your time. You're using a slower speaking style. You're pausing. Taking a breath. And you're speaking slower. It gives you time to think. Okay. if you use a framework or structure like. That's a good question. So now I'm just saying some introductory words. Right. Just to give myself time to think. Also acknowledging the question that the person has. That's a great question. Thank you let me think for just a moment. So all the while that I'm saying this, my brain is thinking, my brain is thinking, well, and maybe I have a couple of answers. Maybe I have one or two answers in the back of my answer. Well, let me respond to that in two ways. Or I've got two answers to that. The first one is, I believe that if we did it this way, right? So you just start talking, you start, thank you, that's so great, and you're taking your time, and you're breathing, you, you use a structure. Well, I think there's two ways that I can respond to that. If you get into the habit of doing that, just being relaxed, of using introductory phrases to get you started, not just think, got to know the answer, got to speak up, got to respond right now with the answer. No, pause, take a breath, respond with some introductory words. Great question. Thank you. Let me think about that for a moment, Um, right? This absolutely works. I've been in, I've probably been in thousands of meetings, right? And I'm not the only one that does this, but this really works. This can help you think on your feet by changing your, your style, changing the structure that you use to respond as well. And also just telling yourself, relax, take your time. You don't have to rush. It's an affirmation that we use in the Pro90 of Relax, take your time. You don't have to rush. I hope that answered your question. All right. What's another one? Also, I feel discouraged when I don't get support from the listener. I need eye contact. A lot of people shift their gaze when they see me stutter. OK, so number one. Are you working? Are you working consistently on your speech? Right. So that people don't see you stuttering. Maybe you get stuck and you pause. One of the first things we do is if you're a person that, that has shows visible signs of stuttering, we stop that. We stopped it. Now, there are times when I'm speaking to someone and I'll blink my eyes or something like that. And sometimes just pops out. But guess what? You can minimize that. You can almost eliminate it, almost eliminate so that when you get stuck, you're basically just kind of quiet. You're pausing and you quickly recover. So there are ways that you can speak, especially when you're presenting or whatever, where pretty much no one knows that you've gotten stuck. And. Again, this is something that you have to work on consistently. It doesn't just come natural. So in my ABC's course, which is essentially, I believe it's a free course, uh, you can get in there and we talk about how to keep yourself from going into the loops, right? Where you get in and you start doing stuff. That's a loop. Your brain is wired that way. You want to break that loop. It's called a pattern interrupt. It's a pattern. You break that pattern so that you don't constantly keep going into the loop. You stop yourself every time, every time and substitute that action with something else. What's the something else? All the skills, the tools you learn in the Pro 980 speech system. You can't just do it once, twice, 10 times, 20 times, 100 times. You keep doing it until you've created a new pattern, where you've broken that loop and you've created a new pattern of speaking. So you continuously do it until you create that new pattern, which you will eventually. right? I've watched people do it. So. If you work if you work on that, then you'll be able to speak and maintain eye contact and people won't even know that you've gotten stuck, right? Um, I understand that you need that eye contact and that support. And when you don't get it, people look away. Then it makes you feel even worse. So the answer is you have to work on your speech consistently enough so that you eliminate that. And you can do it. I've seen people do it. I've done it. You can do it too. All right. Uh, say to yourself to prevent STEM. What do YouTube say to yourself to prevent STEM? Okay, what do you say? Okay, <laughs> uh, the spell check. What do you say to yourself to avoid STEM? Well, now I don't say anything. Um, not because I don't get stuck sometimes. Notice I'm using the word get stuck, right? It's very important the words that you use. Why? Because you can't consider yourself and articulate and verbalize and think about stammering and stuttering and refer to yourself as I'm stammering, I'm stuttering, I'm blocking. You can't say that and also say I'm an excellent speaker. right? You can't say those two things because the one that's going to win is I'm stuttering and I'm blocking. You'll always be a stutterer. If you begin to say to yourself, I'm an excellent speaker, I'm becoming an excellent speaker, I always speak smoothly and clearly, what's going to happen is you're gonna start moving in that direction. If you model someone that speaks like, you're gonna start moving in that direction. So I've, and it took me several years, took me several years. Doesn't have to take you that long because I'm giving you a system. I didn't have a system, but I had to say to myself, I'm an excellent speaker. I like myself. I said, I like myself. I said, "I'm, I'm a great speaker. I'm a powerful speaker. I'm an awesome speaker, right? I'm an amazing speaker. And I would say that to myself. And I felt resistance for at least six months resisting that saying, Oh no, you're not, this is stupid. That's not going to work. And I kept doing it until finally the, that impression, those words that used to say, you're going to get stuck over here. You're going to get started to disappear, started to disappear. So I don't have to say anything to myself now to not stammer or stutter. I just simply go about life. Think about how I can serve other people. Uh, Sometimes when I get stuck, I know what to do about it. Right. And I just do that. For example, in Spanish, which is a second language, I'm not 100 percent fluent. I'm fluent enough. There are times where I, where I get stuck. Right. Because my confidence level is lower in Spanish. There are times where I want to say something and technically I block. Right. So I know what it feels like to still get stuck. So what do I do? Well, I just say, OK, I know what I need to do. I need to practice. I need to make sure I keep talking to lower my anxiety, to feel more relaxed. Calm, and within several minutes or 20 minutes or 30 minutes, I'm speaking smoother, right? So what I say to myself is, that's okay. you got stuck. That's all right. Create another opportunity for you to speak. Just keep getting out there speaking. So sometimes it's not just what I say, but it's what I actually do. So I use my tools in Spanish. I don't have to really use them in English. I use my tools. There are times where I might get stuck on a particular word in English and I airflow link it quickly, right? And it's the same thing that people who don't who've never stuttered, how they repeat a word. They'll say, and, and, right? And if I go, and, and then, right? So it's this, It's the same thing. I do it automatically. I don't even think about it sometimes. Sometimes I have to think about it. That's not that often, but it happens. So you have the tools. You learn to use the tools. You use them when you need to. Makes speaking easier for you. Then you stop thinking of yourself as a stutterer. And you actually begin to speak quite well. Everyone has a certain percentage of disfluency. So someone said to me, and and I've said this before, sometimes people who struggle with their speech feel like they have to be perfect. You're not gonna be perfect, no one is. Everyone has at least 5% disfluency, some more, right? So average is three to 5%. Average person in English is disfluent three to 5% of the time, which means you're gonna be disfluent too. I'm disfluent, we're all gonna be disfluent a percentage of the time. So you're not shooting for perfect speech you're shooting for excellent speech that's still not perfect right so when you think about that and what happens is you feel a little more relaxed if i'm a little disfluent over here so especially as i'm working on my speech i can be a little disfluent sometimes. that's okay everyone is right it's how it impacts you emotionally is do i think about it do i anticipate it and those that psychological dimension is something that you can change all right i hope i answered that question for you. And I want to go ahead and honor our time. Thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, someone asked about the Write My Story uh, application the self-study mobile course. I'm not sure that I've included that in the new mobile course. I'll go look. And if it's not there, please uh, email me, remind me again to include it in there. I think it's a great exercise. I tried to take some things out, but I uh, Remind me again, um, Carlos, to include that in there. So just keep sending me emails, and I I want to get to it relatively soon, okay? All right. Thank you, guys. I'm going to be sending you a link uh, for a couple of things momentarily, so we'll see you the next time.